0: Hey everybody, it's Charles from HumbleMechanic.com, and today we're going to be talking about being a new automotive technician. Now, this should be podcast episode 17, but there were a few shows in the very early beginnings of the podcast that didn't quite get labeled right. So instead of labeling this 17 and making it seem awkward, I'm not going to label this at all. So if in the future there's ever a trivia question about what podcast number I missed... 17 might just be the answer so today we're going to be talking about being a new automotive technician and i'm going to have a guest on today's show my good friend rusty who's got a lot of automotive experience very different from mine but we see eye to eye in a lot of ways so today we're going to talk about some things like what to expect on your first day what's your first maybe week your month your year is going to look like how to get your foot in the door buying tools tech school and a whole lot more. Remember, if you want exclusive content discounts you can't get anywhere else to places like SP Automotive, Kerma TDI, Mycanic, MT Knives, and more, check out the crew membership program. It's a great way to help support me, the work I do for you guys, and this show, as well as access to a ton of discounts that you're not going to find anywhere else. I just got an email from a dude named Joel, who's a crew member, said he saved 500 bucks on Sonic Tools alone. So, props, Joel, for using the system how it's supposed to be used. If you want to check that out, there's, of course, a link down in the description. With all that taken care of, let's get into the show. Let's talk a little bit about maybe how a lot of techs get started. And, uh, you know, me personally, I went to Universal Technical Institute Mm -hmm. in Glendale Heights, Illinois. I know they've moved to like an 800 bajillion dollar
1: facility. Have they really? Yeah, apparently it's state of the art. And incredible well we are uh, i don't think it's any secret we're in north carolina and so i've gotten a lot of guys from the nti nascar technology which, which is their the same sister, thing sister uh, stores or right schools. It's the same school only there is a nascar uh wing yeah. of it where the, man talk about doing some cool stuff yeah and uh, moderately useful <laughs> um, but well, built. they
0: learn how to change tires
1: fast. So they, they can do that. They can build race engines. They, yeah. man, as a, it's a good thing it wasn't there when I was a kid because I'd have spent a lot of money doing that. A lot
0: of money. What a cool yeah. place, though. I mean, oh, it's we were there. Place. They do a good last job. Last year, sometime. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But UTIs NTI is not the only one. There's Lincoln right. Tech, Wyotech. Right. Um We had a fella come from a community college right. that uh, was in the automotive program. So, and there are thousands of community college oh, programs out there. I really yeah. missed the ball on doing that in high school. I think you got out like half a day. Yeah. What a
1: moron. Why didn't I do <laughs> We that? didn't have it. All we had was wood shop, woodwork. Matter of fact, there's a bench over here that I made when I was yeah. in 7th grade. Is that part of your racing garage? Yeah. Get it? Yes, the bench racing. Okay. Yeah, got it. That's not It's a that fast bench. Oh. It didn't take long to build it. <laughs> yeah.
0: But there's a million ways you can kind of...
1: There are put your foot in the door in the industry and then you got the young guys who worked with their father or uncle, the guy they knew he started a shop sweeping the floors yep. and just kind of learned things as they went now the only danger there is you're learning what the guy ahead of you is teaching you and yes what, how did he learn well we've had the
0: conversation a million times' and, you know
1: is it easier to teach someone or unteach
0: than reteach someone and
1: yeah. I like it from the from I, the get-go
0: I do too yeah. I really really do, but um those schools all have their pros and cons. Um, it's very expensive to go to a lot of those schools. I mean, I think they're yeah. tweaking like thirty grand a yeah. for just the basic automotive, at least at UTI. But, but there's it, value in it.
1: There is I mean, value it really in does. it. I mean, they teach you the basics. They have, a, a, and when you go to one of those schools, you can go on to a manufacturer school. A lot of times, free of charge. Yes, uh, which is pretty cool. And then learn this specific manufacturer that you are interested in working for. Yep. Um, but there's a, there's a ton of ways to get into the business. Um, it's a little difficult uh, to work at a dealership as an apprentice because not all dealerships have a an entry-level position. Right. Uh, we've developed one fairly fairly recently that at least we can evaluate what kind of person it is. Yes, so.
0: and to me, that's the big thing. Like, if you know about cars a little bit and, you know, you look the part. I mean, I didn't look like this on the day I got my first job, obviously, because I probably wouldn't have gotten hired. You know, it took me a long time to be able to earn the uh, the respect and the credibility to be able to look like however the hell be I yourself. want. Be um, yourself. That's one yeah. way to put it, or yeah. look like a schmuck. Or that one guy from some weird TV show that's
1: like some obscure Oh, kind. yeah. That's something I, mean, I meant to say in a couple of earlier is it, episodes is that you had this look before that really show did. became famous. I've never
0: even seen that show. No. I no. did get mistaken for that guy a lot when I was in Houston. Did you? Yeah, I signed an autograph. It was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious.
1: Yeah. But later and thought, and I had, I've had i had this for eons, so I, this has nothing to do with it. So the,
0: obviously there's some sort of...
1: Something about a loud show, yeah. Yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> but, um, you know, when, when you're starting out and you're a young technician or you want to be a technician, there's really a few key key things that that I think most either dealerships or service stations or race teams even I think they're probably the most strict about Some what they Some of the things
1: we're going to talk about are just generic if you want to go work at a, a bank yeah kind
0: of. or anywhere you if you want to be an employee
1: right. which if you don't awesome do
0: your own thing yeah. I man get I'd get behind that all day long yeah. folks doing their own thing but um, but you got to look the
1: part you, gotta you look got to look right you got to come in <clears throat> and look respectable uh, act respectable um, and you have to be someone that, that the the place that you're going to lo- work at is willing to teach um, because that's what's going to happen you can go to all these schools and I I've, uh, I've, I've told guys even that went through um, the, the the basic program and then they go to the manufacturer program and then when we get them they're I, we would consider them greens uh, at that point, it's time to learn your car line yep. and what that dealership wants you to do, yes. or what that place Basically wants you. Basically, the
0: expectation do. of right. you know, like your first day, week, month, year yeah. kind of thing, and what I, what you're looking for. I
1: did go to one school one time looking for a, a got a young man, and, and this young guy who hadn't graduated yet came up and uh, he goes. First question was, "What are you paying?" And I'm like, "Whoa!" What? <laughs> and he I goes, can
0: tell you guys real quick. <laughs> If that's your first question to a potential employer as a technician, it ain't happening. Yeah,
1: no, and he's like, no, I'm going to get paid for what I know. Well, yeah, and I'm like, well, what do you know? Well, I've been through all these classes. I'm like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so
0: do 800 of the other people wearing that bright blue shirt. Good luck to you. That's too bad. You know, it's uh, we we had talked a a while back about kind of new school versus old school and some Mm. of the lost skills and. Interviewing for a job or just all that that whole idea is probably a It is huge shocking.
1: Philosophy. I mean, the, I don't want to
0: like stray into, well, where's this into job important.
1: employment psychology or anything, but, but it's kinda what we're talking. We're talking yeah, about guys who are interested in becoming a one but uh, the the dichotomy of the peop- people that come to interview are you see the guy walk in on a pair of shorts and a T shirt, hey uh you you hiring? Uh, and for what? Uh, I don't know. Technician? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I don't know either. <laughs> I just decided to be a technician yeah. just as I was walking Yeah, there. right? Um, no. The answer is no. Um, but you get a, a young man that's come, or woman, uh, that's come to me, because I have hired a female technician before, by the way. it um, comes up and says, uh, Hey, I, I, I love this stuff. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I have done this, this, and this, and this. And I've decided to go to school. Um, and you know, some people may not have been able to go to a, a, a school like the ones you mentioned earlier, or they may be attending them now, but if they're, if they have invested something in their career already, right. I'm much more likely to invest the time and energy and money that it takes to, to develop them as a technician. So yeah, you, you put the work in first and then come see us.
0: That's uh that's some really good advice because I think a lot of people think, you know, being a a technician is sort of a, yeah, you consider it a blue-collar job, which a lot of people think is like a substandard job, or you know, you don't need a four-year degree, so immediately it's less important than... There
1: are a lot of old stereotypes, and back in the day when a lot of guys who couldn't do anything else would go work on cars.
0: But we talked about old school versus new school, and we're talking about guys laying their hand on an engine, saying it's a... You know, a bad valve spring on cylinder eight—they
1: could get away with it. They but can get mean, you away can't with
0: tell it. me those weren't razor sharp dudes. Well, in, in that—it's that just like field. everything
1: else. And you know, you got razor sharp guys today, and you got guys who just can get things done. Um, but or, back in the day, <laughs> you, you got to figure back in the day. I'm talking about like 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, a lot of guys who didn't want to do anything else—they would go work on cars. Can you guys see this fly on my beard? <laughs> um, but nowadays. Um, it is it is a vocation. I understand that, and yes. I would call it that. Um, well, in the general ter- sense of the term, um, but it's a fantastic vocation. Yes. It is not a simple one. Nope. Uh, you have got to be someone. It. I would uh, mainly looking for people that you could probably be trained to be an engineer. Yes. If you had decided to be an engineer, yes, you could train to be an engineer. But I now we're look we're at looking it. at someone who wants to work on a vehicle, uh, because you know they can. You know, they may work on their own car and make it faster, but this car, they can just make run better. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, you need to look at it a little bit differently. So
0: yeah, it's it's interesting even in my, you know, as a technician in the same place, long career, but overall as a work career is fairly short. Seeing the difference, the way people interact with me when I was a young technician versus now, and I don't necessarily mean like my skill level, I mean just the overall attitude of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I started in '04, and it was, I'd wear my work shirt home, and somebody would be like, oh, you work on cars? <laughs> like, they felt sorry yeah. for me. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's cool, you yeah. know, I don't have to sit behind a desk all day and right. look at a screen and blah, 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 blah. Right. I mean, i do that Until like, their car breaks down. Yeah, well, I do that all the time outside. But, yeah. you know, so so people would look down their nose at me, and that's yeah. not just because I'm not very tall. It's just because...
1: <laughs> it takes know, a while.
0: There's a stigma. There's a stigma that if you work on cars for a living, you're, you know, a dirty redneck or you're a grease monkey. Okay, but that's the... It takes a while for those
1: things to change.
0: Well, I think what really shifted that was in oh eight oh nine when... You know the economy collapsed and the whole shift happened. I think people realize that there's a value in skills like that. Oh, absolutely! Because they don't know. You know, I'm out of a job. I sat behind a desk and crunch numbers into a computer all day, and now a machine has replaced me. Yeah.
1: And I don't know what to do. Yeah. So, so uh, let's say if you were a, a mechanical engineer or an industrial engineer or something, and I'm not obviously, I'm not. Trying to pick on anything, but. Unless it's whoever designed some of these oil filter setups. Yeah, yeah. You
0: guys. <laughs> let's go. Let that go.
1: <laughs> if you can take what someone does, let's say they do it, if you can do it from home, you can do it from India. Yes. Or Germany. Yep. Or Zimbabwe or wherever. Um, you're working on folks' transportation. Whether and I, the, the phrase I always used when I was say recruiting a young a technician was, one day we may have flying cars, but by God, those flying cars will be here. And when they break down, of course, it's a bigger deal if they break you're, down. You're, if you're flying, right, right? 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 <laughs> but they have to be fixed here, right? And so, if they have to be fixed, then you can't. You're not going to ship it to to India to get someone else to fix it. It's a great job right here. It's a lot. It's very similar to the vocation of plumbing or electrician or whatever. Exactly. It's a very highly skilled business. Um, again, you also have those guys who have gotten into it that may not be quite as talented, but when you're the good one, man.
0: I think what we'll it.
1: see over the next
0: 15 years is maybe a, a shift where a, a really high <coughs> skill, bless you, talented you. technician is paid more, does less physical work, mm-hmm. and does more mental work, and be. almost has an apprentice or a trainee putting the parts on. Could be. Um, I don't know if you had seen, there's a video of the one of the new Tesla models where they drive it up and it's all mechanical, it's all computer controlled. Battery comes down, batteries replaced. The their sensors that line up everything and right. you know torque settings on all the right. tools. So to say that parts of our job won't change oh it'll change will is yeah. you know basically it's not responsible to to not be able to look at the industry as a whole and go 30 years ago it was this way now we do 10 percent of that same thing sure. the other 90 is different so what's our 90 percent going to look like and that's all things you really as a technician whether you're new and it's your first day right. or whether you've been doing it for 10 15 years 20 years you need to understand this industry has evolved, you know, from 1970 to 2010 evolved XYZ amount. Yeah. It's going to be exponentially higher in the next 40 years than it oh, was man. the last 40 years.
1: What's going to happen in the future is probably a great topic for like a 4-hour show. Um, because we don't <laughs> no, or a 4-second show. We don't know. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we agree on that. One. Yeah. Um but when you're talking about a a young guy coming into the business whether I think it would be a mistake for anybody to to look at this as just a blue collar job. I think maybe technically it might qualify because you're working on something. You're actually working for a living. Right. But um, uh, to 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 take the aspect where it's not a respectable position, I think is a mistake. I, I mean, do. I've seen guys come, I've seen guys come straight out of a school, and of course they go through that first year, eighteen months, two years, and they're you know. It's like that deer learning to walk, and they're kind of wild. I remember those days. <laughs> but become very, very talented technicians. And then what that career has afforded them is fantastic. Oh, yeah. You know, guys with the, the toys or the houses or whatever it is they want to do, a lot of them have been able to do that and achieve that because it's a good field. Well, like I said, a lot like plumbing or electric, electrical. And think or, the way I like to explain it to people when they say, "Oh, you work
0: on cars for a living, isn't that hard?" Well, yeah, it's hard, but yeah. you know, one, I don't have to sit behind, and I'm not in any way trying to sell someone. I'm doing this career; it's just a way to look at it. Yeah. I don't sit behind a desk. I get to buy a buttload of tools that you know most people would be very envious of, and I don't have to have a reason to buy them. <laughs> I mean, I do; they're to fix cars, right? Except some, some of them you just want. Because they're cool. Yeah, they're right. um, But look at it this way. What happens on Saturday afternoon when your toilet stops working, how much is a plumber worth?
1: Wow. All of the money at that point. At depending whatever. On, mean, <laughs> depending on the position you're stuck in. Well, <laughs>
0: but you know, a plumber is worth a ton at yeah. that point in time, and it's right. the same for a car. What's a technician worth when you're on a road trip with your family? Yeah and your car breaks down and you need someone to bail you out, that's yeah. who you go to. So yeah. well, it's, you know, it's a respectable career. It's a hard career. It's a, you can't be stupid. Yeah. I mean, you can be, but you'll be bad and you'll be ran out of the industry very, right. very soon. So yeah. you know, when, when a technician says, I've been doing this for six years, they're probably a pretty sharp person.
1: Yeah, they probably have to be. Um, or at least if they're, if they're in a decent place yes but um uh, getting back to our original topic is this a is this a good career for a young man to go into or a young woman to go to i think it's fantastic it's worked really well for me yeah i think it's phenomenal and like i said whether we're working on all electrics later on or not somebody's got to fix it it doesn't matter it's a hovercraft somebody's got to fix it um turbine i don't think we're headed to turbine but that I could agree. be cool they actually built one in the 60s. Did, Did you they, see that? Yeah. A turbine yeah. car? Yeah. The only problem is it would melt. Was it the, the Batmobile? Wind. It would just melt the windshield of the you. That's his problem, not yours. <laughs> yeah. But either way, if you're working on these things, the reason I think I find it respectful is that not everybody can do it. Not yeah. everybody has the aptitude to do it. Not everybody in the industry can do it that's trying to do it. That That's true. And a lot of <clears throat> industries are that way. But if you have the aptitude to be good at this, man, you can just about write your own ticket. And do, you know, it, I would, I would f- agree. Fantastic,
0: I would agree. Huh? So when when a new tech starts, and you've seen a ton of new technicians come through through over the years, yeah. how do you, how can you explain their first day? Like they they've got this really great job, and you know they've secured it in a beautiful dealership or a beautiful service station, and they roll their little toolbox in, and
1: now they just stand there like, what do I do? I have heard dozens. Of other service managers talk about baby stepping a technician into work. Now, we're going to baby step for the first few days just because the guy needs to know where the bathroom's at and what his policies, procedure, right. and the time clock, and blah, 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 all that kind of how to work the computer. So you baby step through that. But when it comes time for him to start turning wrenches on the car, um, I am of the mindset while I am carrying this new child. Um, because at this point, most
0: technicians aren't on like a flat-race system. No, they're, no you, you're they're hourly. you can't. They'd starve. Right. I mean, they'd die.
1: You know. um, I, I guess the, the best analogy is throwing the, the kid into the deep end of the pool because they're going to have to run out of swim. I want them to start working on bigger things. Now, there are some steps to get that, but I sure. want them on the biggest thing they can possibly do as soon as they can do it with guidance. Yes. Not by themselves, but with guidance. And the reason is... They get that during the headlights look. They, let's say pulling a dash out of a car. Oh my God! You know, I didn't think I was going to be doing this There's for a eight year. billion
0: screws. Yeah, I'll never get
1: this back right. You know, hope you could hear that. Um, that. That that's their mindset. So if with guidance you can get them through that massive hurdle and then get the car put back together, and with guidance it's right. Yep. Then what's his first thought going to be? I can do this. I did it. Yep. I can't believe it. I yep. did it. That, and I learned this process along the way. Because to be honest with you, the schools teach these guys how to do brakes and oil changes and right. belts and hoses and scanning and all that and kind you, of stuff. you learn a lot of theory in those schools. The theory right. of an
0: oxygen sensor. The theory of you know how XYZ component works. Or the theory of CAN bus communication. And yeah. you don't actually do
1: the work. Yeah, You learn about the work. You learn about how to do the work. And now, let me ask you a question. Would you rather me, if if you were a new guy right now, would you rather me baby step you up from, from a minor service to a middle service to a major service and then maybe a timing belt and then a rotation and doing tires and alignments and then three months from now when you go on a flat rate or six months, however long it takes, then you start hitting the hard jobs. Which one makes more sense?
0: I think for me, like knowing what i know now immediately i would say give me the hardest stuff you got right you know back then i think i would have been like uh you know i just let me get may, comfortable maybe you know let me figure out where the bathroom is yeah. and and you had even said you know that's not going to be day 1 stuff it's no, no, no. you know maybe week 1 or week month yeah, 1 you're type talking about stuff. within a month maybe i would like to get all of the hard things out of the way so that i knew when I go on flat rate, when I'm not just paid hourly and I'm paid by the job, mm-hmm. um, I've done big jobs. So I know I can do them. It may take me a while. Right. But I'd rather that take me a while while you're paying me hourly mm-hmm. than I got to worry about am I going to get a paycheck this week because I took a job. You know, a job took me three days. That should have taken me six hours. Yeah. So I'm kind of with you on that one. Yeah. Chuck them in the deep end because if you can't get out of it, you have someone that can help you through right. it. There's right. someone to answer questions and right. bail you out of jams. But if you're too scared to do this job while well, there's there's nothing financially for your paycheck on the line, right? there's still – I mean it's a customer's car, yeah. dealership reputation, technician reputation, all right. that. But while there's nothing financially for you on the line – you know, what makes you think that when there is something financially on the line and you're pushed and you're stressed out because, you know, you work three days and you only made 20 hours and now you yeah. got to make up your time. Yeah. How, how do you think that that's going to transfer over?
1: That'd be tough. As, it, it would be tough. It would be tough. It would be tough. But if you think about it this way, it, let's say the average uh, entry level guy you're carrying for, for three to four months. Um, in, in that time, he has probably had three or four of those major projects. So even though each of those projects is different, he's learning the same thing on each one, and that is his process.
0: Absolutely. His processes. process
1: is... Yeah, his process, take it apart, make sure you don't just, you don't grab all those bolts and throw them into a bag. Yep. You, you either put them back in the holes they're gonna go to, or you package them, or somehow or another. You label them in a plastic bag, whatever right. you need to Some, do. Somehow to. or another, you're marking, you're creating your process that the, this bolt goes back in this hole when I go to put it back together. Right. So. And
0: a lot of that's like even an aptitude that they would have had to have before they came to the dealership. Because as someone that's trained technicians, I can say, make sure you label all that stuff.
1: I, don't, I think you can teach that. I think that's something that's teachable.
0: I think you can fine tune it. Yeah. But I think teaching that actual craftsmanship mentality, right. aptitude, it's tough. Right. It has to be the one in one million person that. Didn't grow up doing this stuff. Yeah. hasn't doesn't have it like in their DNA almost. Yeah. that you can actually teach that person.
1: Well, yeah, there there are variable, very, varied, varied, very very, varied. There are different ways to. Okay. <laughs> there are different ways to achieve that. I think. So we talked about okay, what did I expect on the first day. Yep. Um, nothing, just show up. Please be on time and don't look like a schmuck. Yeah, don't talk a lot. Don't try to impress us. Yep. No one um, cares what you know because you probably don't <laughs> know. You don't know, don't know you, anything. Yeah. Um, the first week, uh, we're going to get you into, um, <laughs> you might want to call it stretching exercises. Uh, you get, start Need doing some. some calisthenics. Some, right. right some, some, some minor stuff. Right. And then we're going to kind of challenge you within the first month. We're definitely going to challenge you within the first month. Now, yeah. um, let's say let's say we care this person for six months um, because they took a little extra teaching. At some point, it's sink or swim. Yes. So we got to put you on the line, and we're going to put you on the line, um, not because you know everything in six months. It, nobody does. There's too much. The learning curve is too steep. Years.
0: I don't know anything after. No. Well,
1: not everything. You don't. Or know anything. anything. Right?
0: <laughs> Some days it feels like I don't know anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest with you, a new technician, even having gone through all these schools, um, having seen enough of them now. Uh, doesn't really start becoming a fully grown tech till about eighteen months?
0: I think that's a very accurate number
1: yeah i've I've seen that um, and it, of course it varies with the person right. but on average, I'd say it's about eighteen months.
0: I think there's levels of like getting your feet under you know people talk about getting your sea legs, yeah. kind of getting your technician legs where at six months you're like, okay. I get what's going to happen most every day that I come to work. Right. And then at a year you're like, okay, I get what's going to happen most every day. And I feel for the most part, I can worm my way out of it or dig my way out of it. Right. But at 18 months to two years, you're like, okay, there's first of all, in 18 to two year, 18 months to two years, a lot's changed since your first day in the industry. So you've being new, you're usually better adept to keeping up with those changes. Right. Um, you know, okay, I don't know everything, right. but I know how to find answers. I know where to go if I don't know. I, I've started to develop my you know work process, process, diagnostic process, whatever process. I don't feel like there's some anything out there that I can't get through. Right, And it may not be fun, and you may spend four times longer getting through it, but you're going to get through it. And I think at two years-ish... Is when that idea really clicks. Like I can fix cars,
1: right? And, and early on, when we, we I, uh, I kept saying earlier, with guidance, with guidance. Yep. You, usually, you should have someone uh, teaching, yes, or, or absolutely, monitoring what you're doing. Yeah, it's it's um, a
0: it's a mentorship thing, right? You have to have that.
1: But what you don't want to do as the mentor mentoree is, uh, I don't know what to do. What do I do now? Well, what did you look up? I, I didn't look up anything.
0: Right. I have this Don't,
1: this fault code. What do I fix? Right. Uh, what you have to do is uh, uh, this is strong advice for a, a new guy is you go exhaust everything that you know how yep. to do, and then you bring that to your mentor. And at that point, he will tell you, okay, you really didn't need to do this because blah blah blah. Right.
0: X Y Z. Um, one but
1: three. if you bring me information, it's like it's like calling a, a technical assistance hotline or something. Uh, okay, you brought me this information. Now I can. You have done this, 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 and this. Now you're stuck. Okay. You haven't done something. Obviously, there's something yeah. else to do to fix the car. So that's what your mentor's there to do. But you don't want to just go, to. A, what do
0: I don't know what to do. What do I do now? Did you ever do homework as a kid? Rarely. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but did you ever ask your mom, Mom, how do I spell this? And she said, look it up in the dictionary. Right. If I knew how
1: to do it, if I, yeah, I, yeah, I would spell it to look it up. Right.
0: <laughs> so it's kind of that mentality. Yeah. Why should I tell you what you need to do when you've done nothing?
1: Tough love. Same thing. It's same. tough. Yeah. You know, it's a lot like raising a kid. It's a lot like raising a kid. Have you heard stories about the parents doing the homework with the kids? And uh, it's it's not a good I idea. The kid's not learning. terrible at doing that. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't been able to help my kids with the homework <laughs> since they were in third grade. <laughs> and at that point, they had already done more homework than okay. you did. Dad, your... that's not
0: right. <laughs> Sorry, <Okay>. honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's... And that could probably be a whole yeah. wormhole to go down of, yeah. you know, what technicians should do to yeah. get help and not to get help. But yeah. I think there's, like, really some some basic things that every young technician really needs to bring to the table initially. Yeah. Know you don't know everything. And that, right. if you think you know everything, you probably know less than everyone else right. does. Right, Know that you and need you don't to... don't know l- how to act. <laughs> more, yeah. You know you need to look the part. Right. You, I mean... Technicians are fortunate that they can look what's traditionally considered less professional. You know, if if it's not it's not a suit and tie job, right? So you don't have to fit the suit and tie role. but you can't smell terrible. No,
1: I mean you have to have. You can't be offensive. You have to have clean language. You can't mess up the car you're working in. I have have to be clean. You have to be clean. You have to be aware. You to, sometimes you have to go back and clean after yourself.
0: I have had to do that on multiple occasions where you're like, I didn't know I had that spot of grease on my shoe. Crap. Yeah. Or yeah. I don't know if I left this spot of grease, but <laughs> right. I'm going to clean it I so that – <laughs> so I don't get blamed <laughs> for Yeah. It. Right. Um, so you have to look the part. And right. I think for me, you know, we talked a bit about craftsmanship and aptitude. You have to have that. Yeah. You really have to have that in your DNA or you're going to be someone that's a, a parts replacer – yeah. someone that's probably not a good parts replacer.
1: You know, there are places in the industry for those folks. But to be honest with you, if you want to be respected, and, you know, it's like anything else. It's a, I, it's a little bit like high school. You know, you, there's a lot of peer pressure inside a shop. Um, but if, you, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could whistle that because that would have been a, a more impactful whistle. <laughs> right, But to be respected by the guys you work with, you need to be more than a parts replacer. Absolutely. Now, or that young technician and then I'll ask you this question when, in that first year how many times did you question whether you'd made the right decision or not
0: I would say back then everything I did I questioned yeah. because I wasn't confident I hadn't se- you know I hadn't seen this problem 800 times right. or I hadn't used this information to come to a conclusion a bunch of times so yeah. early on it was all the time yeah. Is this really what this car needs? Am I wasting a customer's money? Is this a warranty job that I shouldn't be doing because it's not the right repair and I'm going to have to put a different, you know, another part or do something else to fix it? But as time goes on and you see more issues, the positive is you really develop this gut feeling. Right. You know, I think we had talked about it a few shows ago where you develop the gut feeling and you look at something and you're like, that's right. Yeah. You know, you can tell whether a drivability concern that's a, is that's a, a trained fuel gut. Thing. Though
1: that's a trained gut.
0: That is a gut that you earn.
1: That's that, right. And it's, that, that it's, it's a, is a not gut some... you trained
0: yourself to right. listen to, because it's easy to, just like in life, it's easy to you know the hair stand up on the back of your neck and you think, eh, I'll be all right, and then right. you get mugged. Right. You know, it's it's something you have to listen to and pay attention to because you know the information. Right. And one thing that I found that really challenges me. Is going to training sessions with other guys that you know you hear their stories and they've been yeah. doing it for 20 years and right. you feel like a rookie next to these fools because they know everything, so they say right. And
1: just, you just, no, oh, just ask them they'll yeah, tell
0: they'll tell you. <laughs> so you listen to the way they talk and they remember technical bulletins and torque specs, and I'm thinking, man, I can't remember any of that crap. Mm. And then you get in into a you know like a bugged car or a problem car with these other guys and they're like, well, I don't really know what to do. I'm like, you don't yeah. know what to do? Let's do something. <laughs> right. You know, poke, I don't know. Right. Check the fuses. Right. It's easy. What's right. fast? Um, you know, so early on, yeah, I questioned everything I did right. because I didn't I wasn't sure. Right. Nowadays it still happens. I still question repairs that I make because I've exhausted all of the other possibilities. So it's really the only thing that makes sense. What is it? Occam's Razor? Is that the right uh, yeah. thing? Yeah. Occam? Occam. Something like that. With an A. It's like Arkham from Batman.
1: I don't think that's... The simple solution is the best? Right. So...
0: Are you correct?
1: How's it going? I don't remember. Well, you're going to bring it up. You've got another answer.
0: I did. I brought up what I knew. So I... This makes me sound smart. That's all I'm into. So... If you do something and you go, okay, I've exhausted all these other possibilities, and my gut tells me this is a fuse problem, but a yeah. fuse is good, what else in that circuit could it be? Fuse panel. Like that fuse panel I had, I think I posted a picture on Facebook of you know, massive wires of a fuse panel that I had yeah. to repin. And the whole time I'm doing the job, I'm like, Ugh, is this going to fix it? Is this going to fix it? Yeah. It can't really be anything else, but I guess it could. Right. You know, you could pull the magic
1: silver bullet on the the computer box but that's like a thousand dollars so so if you're questioning yourself now as a young technician they're going to question themselves every move they make i hope they are right my point originally with them would be that's normal yeah Uh, expect that if you don't
0: question what you're doing either you're incredible right or you're incredibly arrogant (laughs) right
1: and you really don't know what you're doing so it's there it's normal it is and cool. because it's learning, it's a learning curve. That's why my expectations are low at the beginning, um, and they grow based on the progression of the new guy. Right. So, um, but that's uh, that's just how life works. Yep. So. I think the one thing
0: techs get caught up in new guys is you know they're they're new in the industry and they think oh, I got to get a Snap-on toolbox and I got to have a hundred thousand dollars worth of special cool guy high test tools and. The truth of the matter is, I think I started with a craftsman box that I got for like 700 bucks. Yeah, you
1: don't have to. You, I mean, you need your basic hand tools because the shop doesn't have general hand tools, but we have uh, we have the special tools that we right. need. You know, I think our deal, our place has $400,000 in special tools. It is
0: not cheap to open it's a a lot, lot of money.
1: But they're weird tools in most instances. Yeah, one one function tools. single. function. Or right. they
0: all function as a, a piece for the press. I think too. Right. Every every piece, right. no matter what they're made of.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The multi tool as a press. I mean, yeah, it's. Yeah. But uh, but you need to have the basics, and yeah. but you don't have to go break the bank to get the basics. Now, if you have to borrow a tool twice, then put it on your your list of purchase. Yep. Um, yeah. Gosh, guys,
0: new guys, stay <laughs> off the tool truck. Yeah. Seriously. God, for a seen, while i've seen dudes go into five thousand dollars in debt yeah. like that. it has its place you have you have to have the proper tools to do your job but you don't have to have them your first day no you, you don't, don't have to you don't have, have, have them to
1: your go first get ten thousand dollars with the debt the first day Ugh. or the toolbox the size of a truck so. yeah <clears throat> or a school bus anything else on the new guys
0: um attitude
1: 90 percent of it
0: beyond time higher attitude Train the skill. Look like... That's me. You're halfway decent. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't know everything.
1: Yeah.
0: You probably don't know anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, just assume you don't know anything. Yeah,
0: that's a better, better side to take of the road. Yeah. Be willing to learn. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know, don't get mad when someone asks you to mop a floor. No. I did it. Be willing yeah. to help. You know... Offer your help. I would say one last piece of advice. If you find yourself with nothing to do, no cars to work on... Your bay's clean. Get with the guy next to you and see what they're doing. Yeah. Help them out, even if it's balancing their tires for them. Right. Or uh, build a relationship <clears> in the shop. You
1: know you. You'll need them eventually.
0: You, as a young technician, need the other guys in the shop. Yeah. They don't need you because they've been doing it no. before you came along. But yeah. Yeah. you need help, and don't That's be afraid, afraid to ask for it. Yeah. Is that English? That's
1: close. The second part was English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. If yeah. you're a new tech. Post a comment on the on the comment section. Put a I, question. What we'll try to answer? Yeah, I think um, this is an area that I remember very clearly. You know, being an early technician and coming up in my career and some of the the hard lessons that I learned.
1: Seen a lot of them. Seen a lot of guy, a lot other guys
0: of make mistakes that I learned from, which was that's awesome. funny. You
1: know, you can learn a lot from watching the guys do it wrong too. So that, that I've seen guys do it right. I've seen guys do it wrong. I I watched people in the position that I'm in now. Uh, the people I used to work for, I've seen guys do it right, and I've seen guys do it yeah. wrong, and i and I'm, you know, that 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 led me to be the person that I am now. And if you're in a shop
0: just starting out, align yourself with the guy that's good, yeah, not the guy that sucks because they suck, and not always the nicest guy. No, usually the best guy in the shop is probably not the nicest no, guy because he's trying to get questions. <laughs> so you know. uh, Really, really align yourself with the person in the shop that is the most successful, um, maybe not just in hours, but in overall skill, overall yeah. repairability. Uh, if you got to take them out for a beer, I think that's. 15 bucks, well spent.
1: Anything else? A lot of it's common sense. Yeah. Don't be a schmuck. Don't be a schmuck. This was a really
0: good chat between Rusty and I, and hopefully really informative for those of you thinking about getting into the industry, or you're maybe very new into the automotive repair world. As always, if you have questions or comments about today's show, head over to HumbleMechanic.com. If you want to support the show, check out the crew membership program. You can also look at the Patreon, as well as use my Amazon link. That one's the easiest and doesn't cost you anything. Mash that link, buy whatever you were going to buy on Amazon and then I get a little credit for it. And I really do appreciate you guys doing that. It's a nice little free way for you to help out and keep the show going. Remember, you can always find this show on the blog at HumbleMechanic.com as well as on iTunes, Google, and your other favorite podcasting platforms. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time.